disco. It's Hot 101.5. But without censors. It's the Hot 101.5 podcast. Let's go. With Scotty, Sam, and Serrano. Super excited because we're going to add an extra podcast this week because we have some special guests in studio. Let's give it up for P-Flag. Welcome in. We have a lot of faces in the studio right now. So if we could just have one of you come up to the mic and kind of just introduce who we have here. And then we're going to get into who P-Flag is, what is this all about, and the special events that are coming up. Yeah, so I'm Kimmy. I'm the event coordinator for P-Flag Riverview. And I have Faith here, who is the president of the chapter of P-Flag Riverview. And then behind me, I have Monty, who is a member of our student committee, who is helping with our upcoming event, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then I also have Beth here, who has helped us with our registration for the event and is a um, dedicated member to our chapter. That is so cool because obviously it takes a, a village to get these things together. And as someone that is the founder... Could you come to the mic? I, I forgot your name. I'm sorry. Faith Moeller. Faith Moeller. So you actually founded P-Flag in this side of like Florida because I was reading up a little bit online and it's kind of like a chapter-based thing. Is that correct? It is. There's 400 chapters all over the world and this year is our 50th anniversary. Wow. So P- 50th? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yep. So tell me, what is P-Flag? Because I was looking, I was like, it's bigger than I even realized, and it's obviously changed lives. So what is PFLAG? Yeah, so PFLAG's mission is to support, educate, and advocate. Um, the PFLAG used to be an acronym that stood for Parents of Lesbians and Gays. And oh. Yep, hmm. so 50 years later, we have a big spectrum that encompasses trans and non-binary as well. So it's for everyone. Our chapter has parents, grandparents, LGBTQ youth, LGBTQ adults, some are struggling and some are are there offering hope and saying, hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to have a great life. That's cool because it offers a community for people that may not know where to go in these moments. And they're like, wait a second, I need people that accept me for me. And that's exactly what this chapter does. And so for you, Faith, why did you find this chapter here in the Riverview, Tampa Bay area? Sure. So um, five years ago, I'm married. We have uh, my husband and I have four kids. Um, We were very involved in our conservative evangelical church. Um, We loved the church like they were our family. Mm -hmm. Um, My daughter was on the worship team, who was 13 at the time. Um, I was on staff, and when she came out, it really rocked our world. Um, We had to go through, um, I ended up stepping down because I knew what they said the Bible said, and I knew that our safe place, our safe haven, which was our church, was no longer going to be a safe place. For the next leg of the journey. So I like to say today we've lost our religion, but I've hung on to my faith. I like the way you've turned that because that is something that a lot of people I think are experiencing now. The more and more that we learn and the more that people just change their lifestyles. And that's okay. I think that's I have so many questions, though. What happens at a worship team? (laughs) Is this like a team of people that go out in flocks and just worship really hard? I got to see what this looks like. Uh, so some of these flocks do worship really hard. <laughs> hardcore yes, worshipers. hardcore worship. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, when, like that obviously rocked your world. Like it you did. were, how long were you involved with the church? Was that something that you did as a, like a kid? So my husband and I will be married for 23 years. When we got married, we immediately found a church and the kids were raised in the church. So from the first day of our marriage, we were going to church. Okay, but and yeah. so you obviously... You're going through this transition within your family, and you're like, look, like this doesn't match our lifestyles anymore. How long did it take you to figure out the next step? It didn't take long at all. I knew that we had to exit. 
um, in order for us to have the safe space mm. for Mia and for our family to process and to educate ourselves. Um, she was hurt, right? Because yeah. we knew that you could not be a leader and also be gay in the church. This was a thing that we that there was no space for. In order for her to be live her authentic self, she would have to deny this part of who she is. Um, so as a mom, you know, it wasn't going to work. That wasn't that wasn't okay. Even yeah, though I didn't I mean, have all the answers, it just did not feel right in my heart. Mm. I had some learning to do. And so people began to reach out and contact um, contact me because they could see that I was living out loud as a mom of a gay child and who also had faith. And so we began doing book clubs. So parents started gathering, doing book clubs with their Gosh. LGBTQ kiddos. And we knew what we had was so important to us to not be alone on this journey. Um, when we would read books, we would read the word PFAC, find your local PFAC chapter if you're, um, if you're struggling. And so that's what we did. We found one in Tampa, and I began attending um, PFLAG Tampa for a while, and then I just really felt like we need this in the Riverview area. The biggest buildings we have in Riverview are churches, mm. and 99% um, of them are not affirming. So we began a PFLAG. What I think is so cool about this is that you all have formed a community of parents, and I, th I mean, I'm not a parent yet, I know you're Serrano, working on it. I know, you I know you're working on it though. Look, we're the one we're thinking. Uh, we're no. getting there. <laughs> wow. That's but, <laughs> parenting is so hard anyway. I mean, especially you said you have four kids. I'm one of four. There's so many ups and downs of growing up, of being a teenager. I love that you've created a safe space for parents to ask each other for help because you want to know. I mean, you want to reach out and say, hey, how did you get through this milestone, this conversation? And it must be hard to know in regular world, just at the park or at church, if if it is okay to ask that. You don't want to throw somebody off with a question like that. So I love that you've created a community of people that, okay, I, I'm not going to be weird if I ask, like, how'd y'all do this? <laughs> yeah, no, not, not at all. So Instead of reinventing the wheel, PFLAG had already had it invented. They made it super easy. They had all the tools. All we had to do is go through the process of becoming the 501c3 and get the word out. And so that's what we did. And our chapter has grown. We received national recognition at the um, conference um, this past year for, for our membership and the service that we gave through COVID. We only met one time in person before the world shut down. So we have a new chapter. Wow, wow. it's that yes. new. Yes, it's that new. And we only met on Zoom for a whole year, but we met weekly. Usually support groups meet monthly, but we actually lost one of our brand new members to, um, they took their life oh. before so we could meet for our second meeting on Zoom. And so that uh, made us realize how important it was for us to stay connected and for mental health and everything. So our chapter literally grew through meeting weekly on Zoom. And now we meet once a month in person at the mm. Regent in Riverview and once a month on Zoom. What is the, I guess, the impact that you're seeing with the people that are starting to join PFLAG in your areas, in Riverview? You saw it in Tampa. Like, what is that impression that you're seeing upon the faces? It's uh, hope. Hope and people have found a family. Mm. Um at least the time while their families are trying to figure it out, if they're even willing to figure it out, they have a safe place where they can be loved and accepted for who they are. And um, what another thing with PFLAG that I love is I was, when my, my child came out, 
I became a parent of a gay child. I didn't know anything about the trans and non-binary community. Mm -hmm. I knew nothing. But I knew what it felt like for my child to not be accepted because of religious beliefs and because of culture and all of these things, because of ignorance and fear. Um, it, we didn't have to have the exact same identity in our child for me to have compassion and for me to learn. And so that's a whole other thing. A lot of people understand gay. And they're like, I get gay, but I just don't get the trans and non-binary thing. I just ask people, don't stay there. Learn. How did you educate yourself? They're not going away. They are people. How did you educate yourself to do that? Like, how did you teach yourself? Reading. Honestly, reading and meeting people. So, you know, I heard it said a while back in one of the books I read that five years from today, we will be the exact same person we are, except for the books we read and the people we meet. Oh, that is huge. And that's true. And I've heard a lot of people talk about they just get so tired of being the ones that have to teach when it's like you could go. We have so much access nowadays. You know, hop online, go mm-hmm. to the library, like read, see the perspectives. And for me, like I grew up in a little town across the state. It's like Vero Beach, Florida, which has grown in ways. But I did not grow up around a lot of people that identified as gay or lesbian or non-binary, trans. And when I came over to the Tampa Bay area, it was a magical experience of getting to hear. <laughs> yeah. like I like how you said that. Well, it was because I remember I was with a group. I was an orientation leader at USF here. And we had people from all different backgrounds, from different countries, different, like, just all over. And you get to hear their stories. And that's when you actually see, like, hey, wait, you are just like me. Yeah. Holy moly. <laughs> we just, we may like different things. We may be from different parts of the world. But you know what? You and I are both in the same boat that we just want people to just be able to live their full, authentic selves. And that's exactly what this organization does. It brings that safe space to people that may have never experienced it before. And I love that. That is yeah. so cool. Thank you much thank you for celebrating with us absolutely our pleasure and since you said that this chapter has really grown during covid your events coming up must feel just extra special because you can finally do them (laughs) yes yes so um one of the we have special guests usually at each one of our meetings and over a year ago we had a teacher who's a lesbian and she's fantastic and she's on the glisten board and she had planted a seed about what we could do in the future for kids. She's like, wouldn't it be great if we have an LGBTQ plus prom? Yeah. And I just ran, without, <laughs> ran with it without knowing what a big undertaking it was to host a prom for um, both sides of the bay. Um, the main thing is, is just getting the word out because mm-hmm. we have so many. Anybody that I bring it up to that's an ally or want, they are all excited. They want to sponsor. They want to help. I could have... 10 times the amount of volunteers as I have kids because everybody wants to be a part of this event and it's and it's facts. Which is yeah. super cool because yes. I think a lot of us, we all have that one memory and I remember this was when I was growing up when it you felt what it was like to just not be accepted by a group. Like I remember I used to have like a friend, I put in quotations, that used to make a game out of having everyone not be my friend. Oh. I remember that feeling and it sticks with me and I think it's a reason why I'm in radio because <sighs> I have this craving to be accepted by a group. And I think when you do something like this, a prom, like you just want to make sure that no one feels like they're not included. And that's kind of like the mission we bring to the radio station here. It's like, we want to represent everyone because look, you belong at this table. If Mm -hmm. no one else has you in, like we bring you in. And I think this is cool because that's what the prom is doing. And so, Kimmy, you're actually the events coordinator for this prom. You messaged us about this prom that's going on. (laughs) Speak on this prom. What is this prom? Will there be punch that spiked? That's oh, the big no. question. No. Oh, no. Let them know. Let them know. Okay. Listen, it's a youth prom. Youth prom. Thank, Thank you. you. Great Great job. Job. That's what I just heard. No. 
<laughs> but there will be special drink me punch. Um, glows Ooh. in the dark or changes colors or you know, you gotta oh, come be surprised. Nice. So yeah. Um, I mean, this prom is really just for LGBTQ plus people to come out and celebrate who they are without restriction. Mm. Um, I love that. This is not a new thing. It's actually the first recorded LGBTQ plus prom was held by a Boston LGBTQ plus group in 1981. Oh, so wow. So as early as that. Um, and of course, you know, it is possible that it was before that even just like not recorded. Very they probably, yeah, they had to keep table, it on the down low you know? back then. Yeah, exactly. And so the longest running prom is actually an annual event that started in 1995 in California. And they said by 1997, everybody was having an LGBTQ plus prom. And so it's like, that's how late it feels like Florida is to the game. Mm -hmm. um, and it just felt very necessary to bring that to the community and let people celebrate who they are because it's usually in response to school districts or, um, you know, statewide laws that restrict people for who they are, mm -hmm. gender dress codes, who they can bring as a date, if they feel safe enough to even bring their date on the dance floor mm -hmm. and experience those two rites of passage that their heterosexual peers get to and then they miss out on that. And so they're choosing either not to go at all or just, you know, oh, I'm going to go, but I'm not going to get to be myself. And it's not fair. And they need a space to celebrate who they are. So this is a great space for them to dance and and be who they want to be, be. proud. That's what I was going <laughs> to say, too. Like, that's a good point because I know, and I and that's okay for, you know, ask the question, but it's also important to listen to the answer. But a lot of people will ask, well, why don't you just have a regular prom with everyone why can't everyone just be included into that? How would you answer? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people feel like, oh, well, if we all just celebrate together, then everybody's included. But it still doesn't necessarily feel like a safe space for mm -hmm. LGBTQ plus people. And it doesn't necessarily celebrate their culture. And I'm going to bring Monty in on this because this was something uh, Monty's part of our student committee. And the student committee was really passionate about making sure that this wasn't just another event that they normalized for LGBTQ plus culture. They wanted to make it their own event. They yeah. wanted to make it something that was unique and celebrated the heart of the LGBTQ plus culture. So I would love for Monty to speak on that. I'm on Monty. Hi, so um, I was brought on to the committee. Um, I was asked to by my former, so I'm actually, I was, I just graduated high school, but... Um, Congrats. Yeah. Nice. So my senior year, uh, I was the president of my high school's GSA, Plant City High School. So um, my current... The current GSA sponsor had connections to the old one who uh, went over to Glisten um, mm -hmm. to, for Tampa Bay to work on the social media stuff. And then I was forwarded the information to come and work on the uh, prom. Nice. Which okay. I was really excited for. I went ahead and signed up and got involved in everything. And so this whole thing has been a really great thing, like a really great opportunity to, for me to work on because um, I definitely wanted to make sure like on my end and I'm my fellow committee members did a great job of this as well, which is making sure that we really emphasize like th this is something that's LGBTQ oriented, but it's not like tacky. Like 
You know, when you walk into Walmart and you see yeah. the pride section. <laughs> the, yeah. little, the little tiny section. Yeah. It's like five or shirts. Or like Target yeah. or Amazon. Made in China see. stuff, you yeah. know, shipped Here's in. Here's a unicorn. Or you? it's like a, something that's like borderline kind of offensive. And you're yeah. like, how did this get approved? <laughs> I don't think any LGBTQ person looked at this. But so we wanted to make sure it definitely wasn't that, that our... Uh, Music selection, you know, you still have some of the classics like the cha-cha slide and all that stuff. But, yeah. Like, you can't have a dance without that. But um, we also have, like, you know, we wanted to make sure that we had things that, like, we got from our GSA. So stuff that was popular, we knew was popular among our peers. I know I suggested quite a few songs that I knew were made by LGBTQ people. So, like, uh, Queen uh, with Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And oh, that's awesome. Uh, some David Bowie songs and nice. some Lady Gaga songs. So those are some of my favorites. And like th- this has been a very important thing to work on. I um, I remember going to a small, a much smaller scale uh, LGBTQ prom in Polk County with my friends, and I had a really good time with that compared to like my homecoming. Because at the time for my homecoming in freshman year, I was more femme presenting mm-hmm. and I had a girlfriend at the time and we both went together and we had we had a pretty good time but I specifically remember we were dancing together to like a slower song and she whispered to me that she wanted to stop because some girls were looking at us and yep. like giggling and that was a thing that kind of persisted with like school functions and stuff is she felt like we were being looked at we couldn't feel safe around it and that, that that's a little bit of the culture that we kind of came from from Plant City. There's a lot of LGBTQ people and especially students there. And it's definitely like our uh, sponsor, the first sponsor for uh, our GSA club definitely did a good job of creating a more accepting environment. But there's only really so much you can do, uh, especially like on the student end of things. So I remember going to the uh, prom after that, to the LGBTQ prom, and I actually, I went out, um, I bought some new clothes, and I actually wore, like, a a vest and a tie and everything. Yeah. And I felt really, it was a very affirming environment where I felt like I could be myself. It was small enough we could get away with doing some student-suggested songs, although there was some stuff that uh, <laughs> definitely shouldn't, I'm surprised, got got through. But if it was, it was, so, it was small enough that no one... Brought issue to it. That's funny. That's I awesome. don't know what songs we're talking about here. Hey. Now. Is it future? We, we had some it... explicit stuff. Oh, oh wow. man! You know That's when I think of high school and prom and homecoming, and it is so clicky and tough. I mean, I remember it was for me. I wasn't the coolest kid. Look at me now. Just saying. Prom for that same reason, though. For that same reason, you're saying I didn't go. Oh. I remember, so my younger brother, I remember, was, like, struggling for a little while, too, because you want to, like, go take pictures. And you, there's this expectation that you have to have this gaggle of people that you go take pictures with. And it's the guys and the girls and the out matching, out, matching outfits. There's so much social media pressure that it needs yeah. to be a certain yeah, way. Right. And that's for a, any any kid. So I can't imagine how those things are just blown up and emphasized when you have these differences yeah. like you're talking about. I mean, it's, I, I think it's beautiful what you're doing and, and 
You know, before before social media, I felt like it like influenced this all. Before that, in my generation, it was the American Pie movies or like She's All That. Those movies that really glorify how prom was. Like, in one of the oh, movies, yeah. Usher was the DJ at the prom. <laughs> I mean, yeah, come yeah. on! I mean, that to me set the bar where my prom needed to be. I needed to have a limo. Yes. Yeah. Like, we oh. had to have Expensive a whole tux. Clip. Yes, a tux that I had to rent. Yeah, that's and money. For all, for all that, I was like, I was already a dad at the time, so I was like, you know what? Prom ain't for me, man. Unless I can get a gig at a prom DJing, then I'm not going to be there. Exactly. Yeah. It brings a lot of pressure, and that's why I think this is so cool that you're doing this event because that feeling that you had when you went to homecoming, you're like, I want to have fun, yeah. but I feel the pressure. I feel the eyes, and now I can be in a safe space where literally, like, it is fully me, 100% me. I'm going to have a good old time, and that's what this is about. And so I love that y'all are doing this, and I know I want people to get in touch with y'all for this. Where can people get the details? Where can people hit you up on social media, the website? When's the event? Where is it? We want to go. Yeah, so this event is coming up on Friday, uh, June 17th. My gosh. That's flying by. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, right I know. I can't believe it's already June. So June 17th, um, 7 to 11 p.m. at the Regent in Riverview. Um, it's going to be a great event space. You can find the tickets on Eventbrite. Um, just search on the Eventbrite search bar, LGBTQ plus Pride Prom. We've got a big Alice in Wonderland flyer right there. So cool. You're going to be able to find it. Um, and then you can find us on our social media page. We do have a P Flag Riverview Facebook page. We have an Instagram, P Flag Riverview. Um, and you can also, if you're in need and you don't have access to get tickets, which we know um, is difficult for LGBTQ plus people sometimes to find those resources to attend these events, we do have sponsorships available. All you got to do is DM me and I'll be able to help you out. So, That's amazing. Um, yeah, get get in touch with us with, on Instagram. Um, check out our Eventbrite page and get your tickets. It's going to be fun. That is super cool. People awesome. could join part of this chapter even after this event, correct? Absolutely. We welcome you to come join us. Um, all of our meeting information is also on our social media page. Um, P Flag Riverview personally changed my life. Uh, I found it because three years ago, my wife and I moved to Tampa and I was a big LGBTQ plus advocate. I really, you know, I was so into everything. I was at the protests. I was marching. Um, and one month after I moved out of Orlando, the Pulse events happened. Mm -hmm. And that really scared me because it was a lot of my friends who were there and who were affected by the event. And it made me not trust my own instincts anymore. It was like, okay, I feel safe, but now this has happened. Is it really safe? Yeah. And um, I really stopped doing anything. And um, I went back to the Pulse Memorial at their five-year anniversary. And I said, you know what? I... They want me to stop dancing, and I can't stop dancing. Mm -mm. I've got to keep going. And I reached out to P Flag Riverview, found Faith, and uh, she brought me on. And it's really just brought me a whole community and made me feel really secure and safe. And um, I think that's why the prom feels extra special because mm -hmm. they, all those people that didn't get to dance that night, you know, we're going to keep dancing for them. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. I love that. I love that. That is absolutely Have right. Have you vetted the slow dancing songs uh, on this list, the playlist yet, to see if there's going to be play any bumping and grinding going Girl, on? there's going to be bumping and grinding. Let the bumping and grinding happen. Yeah! I support it. Well, thank you all so much for coming in. I cannot wait for people to slowly gravitate toward P-Flag and really join a community as special as y'all. So thank you again for thank being here Thank you so much for us. having us. Yes. I really absolutely. appreciate it. All right. Congratulations. Want to get more behind the scenes? Follow the squad on IG. At Scott Taplin. At St. Pete Sam. At Serrano on the radio.